hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Normally, we choose a classic movie from the 80s, 90s, or early 2000s and dissect it with a modern eye to see if it still moves us the way it did as kids, but not today. On this episode, we're going to discuss multiple amazing movies instead of just one. We think you're going to love it, so sit back and enjoy today's episode, Top 5 Movies from 1999. Well, damn, dang it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with The Confused Breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. Well, we are pretty excited about today's episode, and I'll explain to you why we're doing this shortly. But first, it's time to introduce the team. My name is Mike Schulte. Joining me, as always, two dudes that are so young, it's very likely they didn't see any of these movies in 1999. Sean Pryor and AJ Vince, how the heck are you? I remember seeing Bicentennial Man, and on the car ride back, I threw up because of it. <laughs> it, was the, it was like that scene with like all the, all the, all the body parts in the... You know what I'm talking Putting about. Putting the hair in to the head yeah. and stuff. And you're like, I love movies so much. Blah. Yeah. yeah. Movies are no. I'm sick for movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sick, though. So here is what we are doing today. Top five lists. Ranking movies is such a cool way to talk about a lot of movies at once and provide some great conversations. We've done a number of these episodes now. We started off with top five summer movies. It was a hit. We followed that up with top five fall movies in October 21. Then we did top five rom-coms in February of 22. Mm-hmm. Top five movies from 1985 back in April. Top five movie soundtracks in July, followed by our last installment. Top five winter movies earlier this year. They've been fun, and I think we're going to add to it today. Before we dive in, don't forget your task for being a Confused Breakfast lover. Leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Sign up for our Patreon to directly support the show. Get tons of amazing perks, voting on upcoming episodes, weekly bonus content, private Discord server, patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast. And obviously check us out on YouTube, share, get us get us on all the socials, all that stuff. Tell your friends we love you so much. Love I, you. I dare you. I dare you to do it. You won't. Do it. Dare you. We you know won't. you won't. Do you're it right now. Reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah. Smart man. Yeah. Dude. Well, let's jump in, fellas. Our topic today is top five movies from 1999. First, I want to know, what were you doing in 1999? How old were you, Sean? I was eight or nine, and I was going to movies. Uh, going down this list, I remember seeing a lot of them in theaters or like seeing a lot of the trailers for them. Um, my friend Jordan and I... We'll go see these a bunch in the theater, and we get front row seat. <laughs> the and, worst spot. And that's not the case anymore, because I <laughs> respect my movies now. Um, but yeah, uh, I was doing that and biking and throwing sticks in the road all the time. <laughs> so a lot of kids did that, yeah. man. It was yeah. a fun time. Just so once you were 10, you got, kind of stopped throwing sticks in the road. I, yeah. uh, but I, 8, 9, ooh, baby. I, I smoked like a uh, a leaf. Oh, uh, through, through like a shit, through like a pipe one time, and my dude. brother told me it was weed, and I freaked out at like eight or nine years old. Dude. That explains a lot, Sean. AJ, what Thanks. about you? Man? Well, I was also <laughs> throwing sticks and smoking leaves. No, I was not. Um, Are you younger than Sean? I'm older than Sean. Oh, slightly older. That explains than a lot, Sean. And uh, uh, what happened over there? But that's fine. That's, <laughs> is, that, is that the ghost? It's a ghost. Uh, the ghost is back. We have ghosts in here. A ghost. It's a basement. So. Um, well, I don't know. Like, I if I was going to a movie by myself, or like my brother and I, we rode our bikes into town. We were living in a small town. I was definitely riding a bike up. We'd go to the movie theater because it was five bucks for the movie theater in Mount Pleasant, nice. the town I grew up in. So we were doing that. Otherwise, if it was like a family night, we we're going and seeing movies as a family. We'd drive over. Sometimes we'd go to. The big, big city, city. Next, next door to Burlington, <laughs> where they showed where they showed movies that had just come out, rather yeah. than your theater showing <laughs> movies that had come out five years prior. Guys, yeah. I just saw Police Academy. Oh, this new movie. Ninety nine. Did you guys go see Ghostbusters yet? You guys seen that yet? Crazy. Idiot. Uh, that, no, like I, I was. I loved watching movies. I loved going to the theater and everything. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think I was seeing a lot of movies 
like in the theater or at least like remembering them vividly. You know I, I mean? was 17 in 99. So I, I do recall this being one of the first years where I went to a lot of movies. Mm. It was like, ah, what do you do? Me and my friends, well, we're going to go to a movie. We're going to mess around and, you know, like go to that movie. And here's the thing. 1999 is widely regarded as maybe one of the best years Ever we have to movies. say it. It's jam-packed and cinema. You're going, you just type it. Uh, normally, if you say uh, movies from 1984, like you'll start recognizing them, and then you get about 20, 30 movies down, and you start going, I never heard of that movie. Yep. This year, you can just click page after page after page. Oh, I like that. I saw that movie. I saw that movie. This movie is, year is stacked. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate for all the movies that were released because they're... There wasn't an increase in nominations for awards. <laughs> <That's very true. laughs> they just had to deal with all this competition. So it's pretty rough. Well, the rules of our top five list are that we cannot talk about any movies we have already talked about in a review episode. That is very important because there are four movies that we've already done right. that I think maybe would have made some of our lists. We've oh, got yeah. The Matrix. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. got The Mummy. Yeah. We've got American Pie. The first American Pie is an important movie. It... it Maybe didn't hold up as much, but that was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, 100%. Um, and Boondock Saints would have probably been on my list yeah. for 1999 movies. So, yeah, exactly. So if you're, if you're at us, we can't talk about those movies. I know The Matrix is your number one. We can't talk about Go it. Go listen to that. it. It's a great episode. It deserves a full episode, not two seconds. So just grow up. Yeah. I think we got to talk about honorable mentions, boys. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we, there's there's too there's many so movies. Many. We have to get these out of here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody got any? Let's I got go. a huge list. Yeah, I'll uh, do. Uh, I, got, I got like three that I really felt like I wanted to jump out at. I got uh, Virus. That's a Jamie Lee Curtis movie. It's mm. about um, they find this abandoned ship and it's like uh, robot alien monsters. Cool. It's pretty bad, but it's fun. It's kind of kind of freaky. Some of the effects are nice. Uh, Superstar. It's a great movie. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, House on Haunted Hill remake is uh, actually pretty underrated and good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Michael Mann's The Insider. Love me some Michael Mann. Summer of Sam is actually like one of my favorite movie premises of all time. It's about uh, the Sam Berkowitz or uh, David Berkowitz uh, murders in 19 this in the 70s. And I think San Francisco, I believe. And uh, it's just like a, a, it focuses on this group of friends who are uh, come from different backgrounds and it's a Spike Lee or a Spike. Yeah. Spike Lee movie joint, Spike Lee joint. Spike Lee joint. And, Thank um, you. I just, I just like that premise of like a hangout movie, but there's also the, the threat of like, yeah, maybe someone could just kill you at any time, which I guess, you know, it's pretty universal. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Lake Placid, I remember seeing in okay. theaters. Okay. It was really was good. That the Crocodile one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With uh, what's her <laughs> crocodile name? Crocodile. Betty one. White. Yeah. Betty White's in that. Cool. Yeah, that's right. Um, Payback with Mel Gibson. Oh, I love yeah. that movie. I remember uh, having to, when it came out on VHS, I had to um, have someone at Walmart buy it for me, like an adult. Because I wasn't of age yet. And so so, so you were waiting way. out like a minor waiting for somebody to pick up beer for exactly. you. Exactly. Like grab you a six pack. <laughs> I paid for the DVD, man. It's like, I, pay, I paid for the DVD, man. <laughs> um, eight Millimeter with Nick Cage. Uh, I think that's a Brian yep. Palmer movie. Uh, Ravenous with, I think I mentioned in our uh, uh, winter movie episode. Love that movie. Existence. Uh, uh, David Cronenberg. Uh, Audition. Deep Blue Sea. And Notting Hill. Damn. Don't sleep on Notting Hill. Okay. That okay. is a great movie. What about you, AJ? Deep Blue Sea. That's a great one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw oh, that man. in Collins Road Theaters at the, that's our um, second run movie theater here in town. But back in the day, it was like the main movie theater, wasn't it? What? I, yeah, I, I thought don't know. it was. I don't know. I saw Independence Day there on Independence Day. Oh, okay. So it so, had to have been. I, I just remember like Deep Blue Sea. I remember that. Lake Placid, Anaconda, all these like. <laughs> Crazy monster. Fuck, that was Anaconda like, 99 too. I, I don't know if Anaconda was, but that movie's it was right there. We have to do that. Movie. <laughs> it, was, it was awful. It was it's terrible. awfully terrifying. That could um, be a live show. Yeah, that could yeah. definitely <laughs> be a live show. It could be. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, the Spy Who Shagged Me, Austin yeah, Powers. You got to talk about that. I mean, it, I think it held up just as good as the first yep. one. Um, the World Is Not Enough. Great Pierce Brosnan, um, uh, James Bond movie. Wild Wild West, hello. Yeah. Um, you know, great music and soundtrack. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Wild Wild West. The soundtrack wild slaps, West. bro. The slaps, dog. 
Um, why don't you just say it's cool? I, <laughs> no, I, I mean, did. You know. I just did. Didn't you hear me? Yeah. Uh, but the, <laughs> I also hate that phrase, but it was topical. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> See, the joke is that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, sorry, AJ. Thanks, guys. Uh, Ten things I hate about you. Yes. Yeah, man. I, I can't wait. Uh, we will cover that one. I can't wait for that I'm one. I'm surprised it's not um, on any of our lists. I know. Um, That's how stacked this year is. It is. Uh, And uh, let's see. I think one of the last ones was um, Entrapment. Did you guys ever see Entrapment? Was that Dana Carvey? Uh, No. Oh, Uh, no. That was Trapped in Paradise. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was Trapped in Paradise. Blue Streak? Oh, yeah. Owen Wilson. uh, Yeah, Luke Wilson. No. Um, It it was um, uh, Entrapment with Sean Connery and then uh, who was the girl in it? Uh, Very, very popular lady. Catherine Zeta-Jones. And they're like, they're like thieves. They're like, and he has, he kind of is helping her to train to steal this like painting or something like that. I remember a scene in that movie with the lasers. The lasers. And her ass. Iconic. Holy hell. Both parts. Iconic. (laughs) Um, so yeah, entrapment. That's probably another one that I've, I definitely like. We saw that a bunch. Uh, th- here we go. I mean, there's there's two movies here that probably aren't that good that I have on my list just because I remember seeing them. I went in the theater. Uh, the Haunting. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if that movie's good or not, but like, I liked it because I'm like, this is a cool movie. Wow, I'm in the theater. <laughs> Uh, Stir of Echoes. Fuck yes. Oh. Is I that good that to see? It's like I don't know if these are good or not because I've only seen them like once. The horror. Kevin Bacon. The horror just look at me. It's okay, me. I was. I, I Stir of Echoes is good. Uh, I cannot <laughs> believe Varsity Blues is not on our list. I cannot believe Big Daddy is not on our list. Yeah. Cruel Intentions. And two. Oh, man. It's yeah. a big one. Two gigantic movies that did not make any of our lists. Star Wars. The Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace. Yeah. And and it has to it has to be talked about because like Star Wars one, the Phantom Menace is one of the worst ever, but it started everything we have today for better or worse. Yeah. At the, the fact that they made that. I was so excited for that movie. <laughs> I mean, like, and I I still think it's pretty good uh, to this day, but I I was so excited. I had like all of the books that came out, like all the sticker books oh, and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, I you guys it. collect the the Pepsi cans. Yes, the Mountain Dew, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that kind of stuff. I was oh a, my god! I was. A, I can say I bet my those are worth something, right? No, <laughs> no, they're no. not. So. And they're, they're worth a lot of uh, indigestion. That's for sure. <laughs> and the final movie that is not on any of our list to show how stacked this year is The Sixth Sense. Yeah, yeah. is not on is not in our top fifteen movies between the three of us. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. Hang on. We can, 50 first dates. We can take this out if we need to, but is Galaxy Quest on, on here? Any of yours? No. Okay. So Galaxy Quest <laughs> is also a great movie. <laughs> hey, Craig, leave that in. <laughs> All right. That was our audible mentions. We are going to go one by one through our top five from five to one. Who wants to start with number five? Ooh. I do. I'll okay. Okay. No. Okay. My number five. Being John Malkovich. Okay. Now, I, now I can't. Johnny Mal. For life, is this a is this a popular movie? Have many people seen this? Do you yeah, think? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. think so? Because I remember. Um, I guess w- let's tell if you haven't seen it, it's what John Cusack plays Craig, very unhappy in his life. He stumbles upon a portal that puts you into John Malkovich's head for a short amount of time. Craziness ensues. I remember seeing this movie, and I didn't like it. I didn't know who John Malkovich was when I first saw it. But now that I've gotten older, I rewatched this like a week ago because I'm like, is that on my list or not? And I rewatched it and I realized the complexities of this movie and how the older you get, it shows you like the pain of being an adult and mm. and not and like realizing you're not a success and and like all these dreams you had and now you're just older, your hair is thinning you're like unhappy with your life or your your loved one or whatever. It's like this movie really deeply touches on that and how you want to be someone else. Ah. And just like learn to be comfortable in your own skin kind of a thing. I, it like, it was 10 times better. Like every time I watch this movie, it gets better and better. And and I, I just didn't know if that many people knew, but listen to the main cast. John Cusack, Cameron Diaz, Catherine Keener, John Malkovich. Those are like, I'd call it more of an ensemble. Like that's kind of the main pretty, four, pretty solid, but yeah. but basically a movie about the struggles of being happy in your own skin. Um, I think it was important back then, and now is even so much more important. It's almost like predictable, predictive of the future. Like mm. 
that whatever that mindset is of not being happy who you are is c- 10 times compounded in modern day world. So I, f- I fucking love being John Malkovich, and I think you guys should go watch it if you haven't seen it. Oh I God. remember seeing it um, when it came out on DVD or VHS, and um, I I was too little for it, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, not to understand it at all, but I remember him going into John Malkovich's body and having sex with somebody, and I was like, <laughs> whoa. Oh, man, this is cool. It's only about 15 minutes. It's good enough. <laughs> yeah. Tight, dude. Tight, dude. Boobs. And uh, Catherine Keener is like, just so incredibly sexy in that movie. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's all. And Cameron Diaz uh, is that that's after like the mask, where she was like she like the, the hottest woman in the world, the and they really symbol. like yeah, they like purposely bring her down into this homely kind of a. And she's so she's probably the most likable character in that movie mm. too. And she's like the homely lady, but yeah, it's it's an awesome movie. Go see it. Sweet, yeah, I'll, I'll hit that it. one out. Um, my number five is a little movie directed by Adam Rifkin called Detroit Rock City. <laughs> hey. I thought this was going to be on AJ's. Do you like Kiss? Do you? Do do I? I asked you first. Uh, you know, they're okay. So you don't. So you kiss and tell. I mean, you know, like, what's up with the makeup? Like, just, just <laughs> let's concentrate on the music. Yeah. Here, you know? Why is it going to be the a theatrics here? I, they, <laughs> I thought they, I read something somewhere and it said that like, they wanted to be the, the, like, 70s version of the Beatles and I'm like you hit you nailed it to sure. in my mind. Okay, okay. Um uh, but this movie is about uh, a different band called Mystery, uh right? Yeah, Mystery. Uh but it's uh, these the four friends in high school who are kind of like uh looked at as burnouts uh to their friends and and pretty much their family as well. They leave school thinking that they're they have tickets to uh see Kiss in Detroit. And uh, it's kind of their trials and, and tribulations of maybe not having the tickets, trying to get the tickets, trying to get in somehow. And uh, it is it is on par with like uh, Days Confused for me, or Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Um, or just I'm trying to think of another like outrageous buddy movie like this. But Dumb and um, Dumber. Yeah, I, I like it better than Dumb and Dumber, to be wow. honest. But um, We gave Dumb and Dumber a very high rating. I think this movie's f- fucking hilarious. Um, I think it's uh, the references in it are super great. The the soundtrack is obviously amazing if you like Kiss and 70s music in general. Um, yeah, I love this one so much. I can watch it anytime. Heck yeah. Can't dude. wait to cover it. Detroit Rock City? Detroit mm-hmm. Rock City. AJ, what about your number five, man? My number five is a movie... I don't know. I don't think it was very popular. It's a movie called Chill Factor. Oh, don't know it. Have you guys ever heard of this? Nope. So the story goes of me seeing this for the first time is, uh, as you know, I don't like spooky movies. Okay, <laughs> and I, my my friend, I was staying the night over at his place. He's like, "Do you want to watch this movie, Chill Factor?" And I was like, "Oh, it sounds like it's like it's like, like a horror movie." And he's like, "No, it's not a horror movie. It's like it's about this like it's about this bomb and the, these guys have to keep it cold and stuff." And I was like, I don't know, man. Are you sure it's not like scary? <laughs> and I just kind of kept asking and kept asking. And we watched it. It was actually, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but maybe it was because it didn't turn out to be a spooky movie. But it's got, it's got Skeet Ulrich. It's got Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, who, who's like the bad guy? Uh, Peter Firth uh, and David Paymer. If you know David okay. Paymer, you'd recognize him. He's one of those guys you'd recognize once you see his face. Um, but. Basically, what it is is there's a it's it's a it's it's a bomb or a weapon of sorts that uh, uh, there that David Paymer's character is working on, and he it, it, the bomb has to stay cold. That's basically what it has to do. Okay, you got to keep this bomb cold. Terrorists try to steal it. Yeah, they try to steal this bomb. Try not to give anything away. <laughs> they try to steal this bomb. Okay, and. Um, it's, uh, the doctor just lives in this little small town now and he ends up getting shot, but he, he saves the bomb from being stolen and drops it at the little store that Skeet Ulrich, uh, uh, works at. And so now Skeet Ulrich has to take it to, uh, like a certain base, like a, a base. So they have to keep it away from these terrorists. So it's basically, and, and keep it cold at the same time. And they live in Arizona desert. It's like it's not Arizona, <laughs> but it's like it's somewhere. It's somewhere like uh, like northwest, okay, it's like or, or uh, like southwestish. That that it is um, warmer, right? So, anyways, they've not only do they have to keep it out of the hands and keep it stable, they also have to keep it from getting warm above fifty degrees Fahrenheit. 
So Ooh, that's what they have to kinda do. Kind of like a speed kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like speed, but they and so it's pretty fun. It's a lot of fun. It's kind of quirky. It's kind of just like okay, yeah, we get it. That's a fun pun right there. But it's a lot of fun. I would definitely recommend watching it. It's 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 definitely on pace and on par with something like Speed. I'm in. Okay, in that, in that pace. I don't. Right? Don't tell me no more. I'm in. There stop. Stop. Don't say. I'm done, more. guys. You can tell the audience. <laughs> number five. I'm already. In. <laughs> He's already moved on. Number five. All right, we'll go to number four now. My number four is the poor man's Shawshank Redemption. Wish.com, Shawshank Redemption, The Green Mile. The Green Mile. <laughs> Whoa. Don't it, you think so? The same I would director. Say, <laughs> is it the same director? Same director. It's sort of like, I feel like it would be easy to mix them up if you didn't really know, if you hadn't seen them. Maybe it's... It's a, a prison movie. I would say it's more like Shawshank Redemption lost in New York. That's what I would probably <laughs> classify alternate, it as. Alternate uni- yeah. universe Shawshank Redemption, where right. the, turns out the, the guards are actually really nice. Women yeah. in Cages is also a prison movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean it's a, a, a poor let version me, of Shawshank let Redemption. Let me have my segment, okay? I fucking love the Green Mile. I I, I watched this. Yeah. I was I was in college uh, in early 2000 in my dorm room, and I had like an hour and a half for lunch. And my roommate had uh, the Green Mile. I think it was double VHS tape, maybe because this is like three uh, yeah, three hours right. and fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'm like, let's see what this is all about. Eat my ramen. I immediately skipped the rest of my classes that day because I wanted to finish <laughs> this movie. <laughs> And like this is, I feel like this is Tom Hanks at his peak. Like I feel like, I mean, Tom Hanks has a very wide arc of being awesome, but like this might be his best. Yeah, he he was just so good. This is the number twenty seven rated movie on IMDb of all time. Of all time mm. on IMDb, I think. I mean, you got to cast like Tom Hanks, Michael Clark Duncan, yeah. mm-hmm. who they. I mean, I'm ass, I'm assuming they did a lot of camera tricks to make him look as giant Probably. as he was, but. Just such an incredible force on screen. David Morse, James Cromwell, Barry Pepper, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell in this dude. He Ooh. is insane. Yeah. It, this movie, I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, and it's it's that unfortunate thing of, like, I hate to click play on a movie that I think we might do sometime. Sure. Because I don't want to, like, watch it until I'm ready to... Yeah. To be, so I the same see, thing. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You mean it you're not long, itching to watch Chill Factor tonight? Not Well, <laughs> I don't know if we're ever going to do it. <laughs> I watched I watched it again in preparation for this. AJ I, knew we were going to do it. I was excited about it, but I know it's it's not going to be something we... Uh, it, it might go on a Patreon list. I'll be it, with John Malkovich. I was like, filler. we're probably not going to do that one. I'll be honest. It's all I can think about. I don't know if I can get through Sean, Sean's looking through me. He's going on. He's watching that on the plane. <laughs> yes. On vacation. I'm in vacation mode, by the way. I'm sorry. Well, my green green got his shirt on. No, no. Nothing really to say about Green Mile. If you haven't seen it, this is an emotional roller coaster yeah. of a movie. It is beautiful. Tom Hanks just killing it. I, I love that movie. Green Mile. Who, uh, can, can, who plays the uh, husband of the, the wife that's like all ill in bed and everything? Is he's, that Cromwell? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Because he, yeah. he's like the main person in I've charge. I've never seen him do like a really uh, emotionally charged uh, role until this. And he like he's the reason to me I like spill out tears every yeah. time mm. this movie comes on. But yeah, I, this movie is it's, it's like such a Frank Darabont does Stephen King so well because it's such a like. It's almost it's an adult story, but it's also very mystical and creepy at parts. You don't realize it, it is mystical until you get to those parts. And you're like, but it's very believable. Mm-hmm. It's not like this. Oh, and then this happened. You know, it's like no, it's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. Number my four, number my number four is a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna love. He's already watching. You guys are gonna love. He's, he's watching it right now. <laughs> oh, it's mine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh wow! Oh, don't let it get don't let it get above fifty degrees. Oh shit! It went up a degree. Okay. Anyways, my number three. Oh, we went around a corner too fast. Uh, my number four is a little-known Martin Scorsese movie starring Nick Cage called "Bringing Out the Dead." I'll say it again. <laughs> Bringing out the dead. Bring, Bring out, out your dead. dead. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I don't want to go on the cart. <laughs> you guys, are my well, friends, come right? back after a little bit. It'll be done. I feel happy. <laughs> Okay, okay. Guys. okay. Uh, Bringing out the dead. Nick Cage plays a uh, paramedic, and uh, it's just about really his. I think it's all in one night, his night of being a paramedic and like getting no sleep and kind of like hallucinating throughout this whole time as well. Um, there's really no like linear plot other than just watching this 
um, kind of a job that you like never really gets screen time, I guess, if you know what I mean. Like you never like really know the ins and outs of being a paramedic and especially like a third shift paramedic. Uh, but it's about uh, Nick Cage as a paramedic. He's trying to like uh, battle his like life decisions as well as um, uh, save lives pretty much. And uh, the people that he encounters is uh, <laughs> Craig's got chill factor. Craig, Craig just put chill factor. Heck yeah, baby. You're welcome. God damn it. But Craig. It's a, we're uh, never going to finish this episode. It's a, it's a, it's a very, very <laughs> little known Martin Scorsese movie. And I think it deserves, uh, by the way, the soundtrack is like all punk rock. Really? Like all like 70s, uh, uh, early or late 70s, early 80s punk rock. It's fucking phenomenal. Um, I really like it. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Is Ambulance a remake of this movie? No, but that's fun. Is that fun? Ambulance is pretty fun. I watched that <laughs> getting a tattoo once and I was just like, I don't know what I'm watching, but I'm, I'm watching it. Well, I think we've said it before, but Michael Bay found out that uh, drones are a thing. And he's yeah, like, exactly. I need to shoot a movie right now. He's like, oh, my God. Uh, there's people that can fly drones like a million miles an hour. <laughs> right. well, you, can, you can put cameras on those? I'm going to make a whole fucking movie of it. I buy, can do this. Buy a thousand of them. Go ahead, AJ. What's your number four, man? Uh, my number four is uh, Chill Factor 2. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they made a second one. Oh, is that good? Uh, turns out the, the bomb... They made another one. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of bombs out there. There's a lot of bombs, except it's the bomb. <laughs> chill factor, the hot zone. This uh, time we got to keep it hot. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> no, for real, it is the movie. <laughs> I wish I was joking. Um, <laughs> is he serious? We don't know. Man on the moon. My number four is man on the moon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Very simply put, it's uh, it's I think I think it's uh, an awesome Jim Carrey performance um, of the basically the life and time of Andy Kaufman, mm -hmm. um, and so Andy Kaufman was a comedian and actor, and uh, you know he got I think uh, on uh, he got started and started him on like Taxi. As I used to watch Taxi; it was hilarious. And he had this very small role, kind of a one-liner character, Latka. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, I some some scenes really stick with me um, uh, when, like, especially when he's on stage and people are just kind of like berating him almost to. Uh, do your do the line. We want to hear you do the line. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. And uh, one one sticks with me where he goes in and he starts reading a book. And people start laughing because he starts just reading through this book. And then he keeps going and people start laughing and then they stop laughing. And then they're like is this all it's going to be? And he basically reads the entire book. And that's funny to him. That was the joke. So it's like him taking his comedy to the extreme to the point that maybe he's the only one who finds it funny, but at least it's honest to him. You know, that kind of thing. So I love it. I love it so much. I think he did a very good job of, of doing this performance, uh, Jim Carrey being Andy Kaufman. And uh, uh, what's his character, Tony? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, I can't think of the name of it. Um I'll have to... I got you. You got him? Um, uh, it's Tony something. I can't remember the name. People but are screaming at us. I know. I know. And I literally just had it in my head. But it, that's another uh, That's another thing that he just takes to the extreme, right. and he will not break character. And he. It's like it's the way he hides away or something. Yeah. Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton. Thank you. And uh, people debated if this was a real thing or not. But anyways, Man on the Moon, um, the, the life and times of and the career of Andy Kaufman, done by Jim Carrey. Go look at it. Isn't there, isn't there a, a almost a documentary about Jim Carrey doing this role yeah. that just came out or something like yeah. that, I think? <clears throat> Him taking it over. And that's, honestly, I think I saw the documentary or parts of the documentary first, and then I went and watched it. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. And that's what drove me into it. Because Jim Carrey doing Tony Clifton was on the same level. They were like, he's like, I'm not Jim, I'm, I'm Tony. Right. Like, he was playing it up really well. He did the same thing with Andy. Like, he had, yeah. I mean... People have seen the documentary know that like he thought he was possessed by Andy Kaufman's spirit. Was just like I'm not Jim, I am right. Andy. And wow, it's, it's like, all right, man, yeah, do Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> there's a there's a level there. Look, there's a level of professionalism. I get it. Okay, but let's let's be real. No, but I I do like it. I think it's worth. I think it's definitely worth it. That's my number four, Man on the Moon. 
Well, let's go to number three. My number three is a little movie called Go. Go. Tell, tell me you, you both have seen Go. It's okay. It's okay. We're in a safe space here. Because I, I don't know if we're ever going to get to it because I think I put it on one of my votes and I don't think it got very many votes. Is this the one with the animated race cars? Yes. Okay. Listen, I tell everyone out there, whoever asks, like, are you going to do this specific movie? We're going to do every movie ever made. Oh, yeah, because we're going to do this till we're 72. Till the bomb drops. That's right. like 50-something episodes a year. Like We'll get through everything. Yeah, so just so you know. So, okay, well then, go. don't answer the question. Go um, is a movie, it's kind of a one crazy night story told by three different points of view. Fucking, we've talked about that so many times. We love those 24-hour movies, and especially when there are different perspectives going on and they're tying the story. It's kind of about the rave ecstasy culture of that era, but it's got more of a corporate glitz to it. Like, it's kind of making fun of how now the popular kids are doing that, and now Mm -hmm. the adults know what it is. Um, I Listen to this cast. Uh, Academy Award winner Sarah Polly. All right. Katie Holmes started my lo- a love affair with Katie Holmes. I was so, so in love with her. And she, this was one of the first movies I ever saw her in. Jay Moore, Scott Wolf, Tate Diggs, William Fitcher, Timothy Oliphant as one of the badass, like bad guys roles. He's so good at being a bad guy that you actually kind of like. Girl mm. Next Door is one oh, like that. Same, oh, same yeah. role, basically. Oh, God, yeah. Same okay, fucking great. role. Um, this was, I saw this in my sophomore year, I believe. Someone gave me the VHS. I loved it. I I absolutely love this movie, and I think uh, I hopefully we will do we will do this we song. will do this movie. one crazy night go. Sean. All right, I love it. Uh, I hope <laughs> you, Sean. You of all people would love this. Okay, movie. cool. Uh, my I number won't. three is a um, <laughs> uh, I've probably told on the podcast before, either on a Patreon or something. But um, I watched this movie on VHS in my uncle's house. And my cousins were watching it, and there was nothing else to do, so I was just watching it, and I was terrified. It's the Blair Witch. Oh, um, that was '99, man. Yeah, uh, the Blair Witch wow. Project. Actually, I watched this movie at my uncle's house, and my cousins were all into it. They were all girls, and like all scared and everything. And my, me and my nice. brother were staying there that night, Hell yeah, and man. we slept in the basement, and pitch black, and then nothing, can't see anything. Especially everything's darker when you're a kid. Um, I was scared out of my mind. I could not sleep. My brother was just passed the fuck out. And <laughs> Great movie, huh, Sean? We'll yeah. see you later. Well, yep. that's it. Good night. Turn I, in. I need you. I need nope. you to be here for this. <laughs> um, I had to pee really, really, really bad. And there was a bathroom down in the basement, but I was too no. scared. The Blair Witch was going to get me. I was certain of it. And so I pissed my pants willingly. <laughs> and I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember any aftermath. <laughs> I don't remember any aftermath of what, like, the you the morning after. You couldn't find a wide-mouth Gatorade bottle or something? Or <laughs> All those Mountain Dew cans? Like, I, was, <laughs> I, was petri- I was not going to move an inch for anything, because I if I moved, then I would alert the Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> I was certain of it. Man, that was two years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh. But uh, watching this movie nowadays, oh, I, I, think it, I think it's a actual... Uh, extremely effective, uh, almost masterpiece level, in my opinion, um, especially the way that it was made. I, I hope we cover it one time and we will get into the details yeah. of it then. Um, but very, very bare bones gorilla. Uh, it was made for like no no more than 10000 I think, something like Jeez. that. It made a shit ton of money and uh, kind of catapulted the... Um, uh, found footage. Found footage. Thank you. Found footage. Uh, horror. This sub-genre. is the first one to really, really oh, yeah. make a dent. Well, and then it was through. the first one to like really do like a online marketing campaign where like people thought it was real. You know, like legitimately. I did. I yeah. thought it was I think, real. I still think it's real. I think. Yeah. We we would use. Um, so when I was in the Boy Scouts, we would uh, we'd have campouts, and then like. I, like everybody went through it. New scouts would get kind of scared by the older scouts. <laughs> oh, hazing, it's fine. You take them. Yeah, it's fine. It's all Hazing's in good faith. Fine. We're just scaring it them out of wanting to, to be part of the Boy Scouts. It's fine. Um, but <laughs> Wait till they see what happens later. You'd always call summer. it like, oh. You know, Boy Scouts? Boy Never Scouts. Mind. That's fine. Okay. Uh, you fuck. guys didn't grow up where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> what fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> So, 
We take him. We you, you, I gotta go. You take him snipe hunting is what you called it, but snipes aren't real. <laughs> That's the inside joke. But we'd use like the like Blair Witch idea, like the little stick figure thing. Yeah. Oh. We'd hang those in the trees, or like somebody would do something else that like uh, uh like one of the guys put would put rocks together. Yeah, yeah. They're like go stand in a in a place like with their back to them and that kind of <laughs> that yeah. kind of crap and shine the flashlight on them. Whatever we could, but it was like the little hazing kind of thing, or I don't know. Pretty sick and disgusting now that I think about it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm. Uh, I got both ends of it. I guess. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, then <laughs> why you give us your number three? Then, to hazing. Right? <laughs> to hazing, guys. <laughs> My number three is the Bone Collector. Oh. I know this is going to be a shocker for you guys. I don't like spooky movies. For some reason, the Bone Collector um, was. I, I don't know. Like the first time I ended up seeing it. Um, it's Angelina Jolie and uh, uh, Denzel Washington. That's right. And Denzel Washington uh, is a paraplegic, uh, like, ex-detective, I believe, um, uh, or consultant. And so now he is just a consultant, like, for forensics and uh, uh, for police. And Angelina Jolie is basically hunting uh, and trying to track down a serial killer um, and you help with Denzel's help. So... Uh, that's really the gist of it. Uh, for some reason, I think this is the movie that really got me into like mystery and like not knowing or like the the curveballs that get thrown to you um, in a movie, twists and turns. Because I was just naive enough to be like to not look for it, you know. And I think when you're in that state of mind, especially like as a kid, to not try, not be trying to figure it out while you're watching. I can't do that with a movie anymore. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but like even if I consciously try, then I'm already out of it again, right? So that's my big thing is like I, w- I watched the movie for the first time at a point where I was not actively trying to figure out you who the killer was. I was fully that. immersed and was just along for the ride wholeheartedly. And uh, uh, that's why. So if you've never seen The Bone Collector, sorry, I just told you that there's maybe some sort of twist. Um, now you're going to be looking for it, but go check out Bone Collector. Uh, I, I love that movie. It's a great one. All Just right. the title alone scared the shit out of me. Absolutely. I I, it scared me out of wanting to go watch it, but I think somebody put it on, and so I was just, I was watching it. Things like my older brothers, you know, <laughs> got me in on it. After, Dang it. After a game of Ghost hey, in the Graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> after playing on the Ouija board. AJ came home from Boy Scout camp. We need to take him down a peg or two. He thought he was such an alpha. Thought he was cool. He yeah. thought he was an alpha. We got to take him down. Take that so idiot You down. think you knew a lot about beekeepers? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to stay in the forest and creep you with the shit out. Now we're going to watch the bone collector, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. Uh, American Beauty. All right. There is a reason why this movie won five Oscars and is considered one of the best movies of all time. It won Best Picture over Green Mile in The Sixth Sense. That in itself, like both of those movies probably could have won had the other movies not been there. Yeah. Uh, in, in my opinion. The chill factor was there too. <laughs> you didn't even know. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Every time, every time I watch this I see movie. The competition. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you fucking goddamn. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I feel like uh, every time I watch this movie, I I relate more to a different character. So maybe maybe not quite like Bert said with Caddyshack, where I'm a different character. Yeah. I I feel more like um uh, like I relate more to what someone's going through. There there's different emotions. You know, like when you're young, you're, you're feeling like the Ricky Fitz and, mm-hmm. and, and Thora Birch's character. Like, just let them be young. Let them do what they want to do. And then the older you get, you're, you feel more like, uh, like the adults, like having to go to work and having to go through this. And their life didn't turn out the way it's supposed to be. I mean, it's funny. It's sad. It's insightful. As a real estate agent, Annette Bennings, I will sell this house, <laughs> is mandatory watching for any real estate agent to, to see how sad the profession can be at times. Um, it's a crime. I'm going to go on record. Annette Bening did not win Best Actress this year. Was she nominated? Yes. Who else was nominated? Hillary you know? Swank won for Boys Don't Cry. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I pro- just progressive pick. I just mm-hmm. I just want to go on record and say Annette Benning should have won that. Um, Kevin Spacey won the Oscar, hundred percent deserved it. Annette Benning, Thor Birch, Wes Bentley. Think about what Wes Bentley's gone on to do yeah. since then. Amina Suvari, Allison Janney, Chris Cooper, Scott Bakula's in it. I, I this movie is a movie. Peter Gallagher. Yeah, if I ever want to just get kind of down in the dumps, but also have some fun laughs. Also, it rounds it off. Kind of, I just I love this movie. Maybe one cinematography too. I believe it's a beautiful. It's for the movie. bag scene. Yeah, the bag, beautiful yeah. thing. The shot I on VHS. Ever but, I, but come on, tell me that when you were young, you're like, it's oh my god, it so is. You're so right. Why is he so right? He's so right. It's just a bag. Like he's like a soul. Like, and if, then you're, older, you you're like, shut the fuck up, Ricky. There's so much beauty. Shut up. <laughs> it was a great hardcore band out of Kansas City named Ricky Fitz. After that movie, that was shout out to those guys. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. We were all tortured artists at one time. Still, yes, we were. Still aren't. Still are. And we're out of that for sure. Ouch. My number two uh, is a movie from uh, Alexander Payne. He's the director of this movie. And it's Matthew Broderick and uh, Reese Witherspoon. Oh. And it's Election. Oh. Have you seen Ele- Election? I believe, did that, is that up in our vote that's going on right now? Am I right about that? Oh, yes, yeah, I think it is. Are. Okay. By the time you hear this, we'll have a Patreon vote. Our Patreons get to vote on our on upcoming movies, and, and Election is one of them. All right. And we'll yeah. know if it wins or not by then. I should have thought about that. Anyway, Election. Okay, it's losing right oh, now. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I figured. I figured it was. <laughs> Starship <laughs> Troopers running little. away with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, election's great. Election is about um, uh, this teacher in high school, played by Matthew Broderick, um, who is kind of fed up with his life. Honestly, it's it's kind of a, a good comparison to uh, uh Sorry, American Beauty. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's his name? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Kevin but Spacey's his... character in American Beauty. Uh, just kind of fed up with his life and just kind of like going through the motions. He's really not that Lester happy. Lester Burnham. Yes. <laughs> I had to get that out. Really not That's that happy with his wife and everything. Um, and then Reese Witherspoon is a student and she's like a real like hard goody two shoe of this school. And like she raises her hand at every question any any time in class or... Um, it's particularly in this movie, she's running for class president and Matthew Broderick is just like, fuck you. Like she doesn't, he doesn't like, like her. And so he has, um, American pie, Chris Klein. Yes. I think yeah. it's Chris Klein. He's a, he's a football player. He has him run and like kind of bolster his, uh, uh, um, election chances. He's got the most Chris Klein haircut. Yes. It's the most, Chris Klein that his hair has ever been. Matthew Broderick <laughs> may or may not uh, tamper with the election results. Okay. And so antics Ooh. ensue. It's it's uh, super fucking funny and super dark. It's very like grounded and very uh, real, real life kind of uh, portrait. Um, but with these outstanding circumstances and uh, it's, it's so much fun. Alexander Payne's a great director. He's, he does a lot of these kind of dark comedies He's kind of done like more indie movies like Nebraska with Bruce Stern. Uh, so he's kind of fallen out of that. But this movie has a lot of gravitas, and uh, I love it. Reese Witherspoon's amazing in it. Oh, yeah. AJ, number two? My number two. Uh, I was really debating on my last two here. Um, but I'm going to go this one. This is probably more easily watchable than my number one, I would say. But I think number one is just one of the best movies of the year, to be completely honest. So I'm going to use my number two is Blast from the Past. Nice. Wow. Academy Award winner, Brendan Fraser. Yes. We did it. Brendan Fraser. This this is not the first time that this movie's been mentioned by you. No. uh, Like, I'm sure it's probably been mentioned before. And Mike, especially you, if you haven't seen it yet. I I know I've probably tried to get it onto, like, a a Patreon vote. Uh, it's not time travel. We talked so, about this at some point. Yeah. So basically what happens is it's during the Cold War time. <sighs> right. And you have Christopher Walken and Sissy Spacek uh, are a couple. They're hosting a party. And they catch word. Uh, he's basically a really big uh, kind of conspiracy theorist, if you will. Um, pr- uh, private contractor. He builds. He has uh, built a bomb shelter. For that can sustain three people to last nuclear fallout for 30 years. And Sissy Spacek is pregnant, and uh, they end up going down into this. And during that time, during this bomb scare, a jet falls on their house directly. 
and ex- the the house explodes, and it's the only thing that really happens. However, down below, Christopher Walken's character is convinced that nuclear war has happened. So they hit the time locks, locks them down there for 30 years, and they live life for 30 years. Now, 30 years passes. Brendan Fraser is that is the child who is born basically the same, almost the same day, down in this bomb shelter. <laughs> That's great. He's 30 years old. He goes up to the surface, and he goes just to get supplies and food to, so they can continue to live down there because they aren't convinced that the world is livable. Now, so, time has stopped pretty much to them. T- to them, and they're time stuck has stopped. in like the late sixties. Beautiful, and it's amazing. <laughs> Entering and, in the nineties, yeah, and Ugh. they enter into the nineties, which there's been like over the course of time, there was this really, really sweet like Mama's soda shop that was built <laughs> over the yeah. top of it, and then it slowly <laughs> dilapidates into like over time, it becomes like a bar, and then like a shitty record store, and then it's just like this absolutely rundown place where this guy happens to like kind of live and squat (laughs) (laughs) and they come up from beneath oh man it's it's great um you have just the most innocent version of brendan fraser it's basically encino man (laughs) um he's a gay man he's a gay he got it it's like he might as well be 30 years ago came up from a cave and so but you have the most sweet, innocent version of Brendan Fraser as this 30-year-old man who looks like he's like 22 and going up and trying to find food and supplies for his loving parents. And uh, 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 Silverstone, Alicia, Alicia Silverstone yes. in it, incredible. Um, can't say enough good things about this movie. It is so endearing. Um, and you, the outcome of it is just as heartwarming. So... Um, please go check this out. It is such a fun movie to watch, and I could re- literally sit down and re- rewatch it anytime. Hell yeah. Love All right. It. Blast from the past. Number one. We've reached this point. My number one is Fight Club. <sighs> oh, my you can, No, no, we can't. We can't talk about you it. You can talk about Fight Club. You can now? Uh, well, the 20-year clause. Statue of Limitations. Yeah, statue, oh. statue of Limitations. All right. All right. Statue of Liberty, Tations. Uh, do you think, if I had to ask you, IMDb ratings, these are fan ratings, you think Fight Club's top 5, top 10, top 15, top 20, top 50? IMDb? IMDb, fan ratings. Fan ratings number one. IMDb. Number one. I think it's um, number 2017. No, it is number 12. Jesus. Number 12 rated movie on IMDb. This movie completely completely changed my perspective of li- on life when I saw it. I mean, like, this movie was written for me. <laughs> it, no, think about it. I'm a 17-year-old, 18-year-old white male, like, f- trying, they to got feel, you. trying to feel oppressed they in knew. life. Like, oh, they, my God. They, they had your faux hawk pinned. Dude. But they were like, <laughs> it's like, they're calling me out, man. I do have possessions. Yeah. I do have khakis. Fuck. I don't want to be that guy that you're talking about. I did get khakis because my dad said I needed to get for a job. He said I'm not my fucking khakis. Do I I own my khakis? Do my khakis (laughs) own me? You're right. I do have things to impress people I don't care about. (sighs) Guys, I fucking... (laughs) I cannot. We will. Like, I know Sean says we will. Like, we will. Do Fight Club. This with this Capital movie. Will. Yes. Exclamation <laughs> points. This yeah. movie's endlessly rewatchable. Uh, so many like cool member like oh like dude if you like go slow freeze frame you'll see Brad Pitt's characters like around him and like it, it, it had all those cool moments that every time you went back and watched it you noticed something different. It was one of the first movies that ever did that to me. Oh, did you see the dick? Oh, there's a dick, a big black cock. <laughs> but here's the thing: like I have not seen this movie in maybe like a decade. And I, I have some thoughts that maybe some things are not going to hold up. No. You don't think so? I don't no. know. I, like, I'm so excited. I mean, think about the quotes. Some of these quotes still, I do believe, make sense. Like, this is your life. It's ending one minute at a time. Yeah. You are the same de- decaying organic matter as everything else. The things you own end up owning you. I think about those like almost on a weekly basis. Like, I'm about ready to buy something. I'm like, ah, fuck. Do I want more? Shit? Do I want more? I, I, we just rented a dumpster like last week and threw away. Oh, it's so excited for you! It's, it's coming. Awesome. Oh. Like I hate fuck. I and I, th- I still think that applies today. And Fight Club, in my mind, is a is a masterpiece. It may be the movie I've seen the most in my entire life. 
Do, have you watched uh, more David Fincher movies? What What would be other David Fincher like movies? Like Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Yes. Uh, like uh, Gone Girl. No. Uh, Zodiac. Yes. Not Gone yes. Girl. Yeah. Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, yeah, movies movies like that. Uh, I think you would like his filmography if you like yeah. this movie a lot. Uh, but yeah, I I think I think it might hold up. I, we'll we'll get to it when we get we, the episode. We will get but like the whole mentality of Tyler Durden and everything is is uh, you can take a lot of things from that and make a positive. It's, it's, yes. it's more of a negative in this movie. It, yes, for sure. I, I think agree. that's probably what won't hold up as much. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember seeing this movie. My my, my mom, my brother. Uh, we would just have movie nights and, uh, we put this on, on pay-per-view and, um, big deal. It was, it was a big deal. It was, it was like a, uh, theater. It was when I saw, uh, Bob die (laughs) and like, they like pulled the blanket off him and like his brains fell out. I'm like, Oh my God, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. It was crazy. Jarring. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, then you watch it subsequently, uh, throughout life and you, I do notice, one thing every time I watch that movie. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. What's your number one, Sean? My number one is from another great director, um, and it is his final movie. Um, it is Eyes Wide Shut by Stanley Kubrick, starring Tom Cruise and Thomas Nicole Cruise. Kidman. Basically, Tom Cruise plays this doctor who um, is married to Nicole Kidman, who is kind of a stay-at-home mom. It's about his kind of dealing with uh his his wife telling him that she had had a dream about sleeping with somebody else and then she she tells him um if if he were to come up to me that night I probably would have done it and ruined everything like it was that strong of an attraction and he it, he flips out and so he goes on this like adventure in New York but it's Stanley Kubrick's New York so it's shot in like London and mm. Baltimore you know it's 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 like a made up New York and then these women just like kind of uh, keep coming to him. And then he meets his friend, Nick Nightingale, um, who brings him to this pretty much sex orgy cult party. Um, with, you know, and not um, uh, Scientology. It's not that. But um, oh. great casting. Uh, but like it's, it's about his sort of uh, endeavors in trying to deal with like his masculinity throughout this night and his worth to his wife, where it's just like, that's when they both got high when she said that. So it's like, it's like, it's just a high thought, like whatever, like, yeah, it would probably affect you, but grow the fuck up. I can't wait to talk about this movie in depth. Um, hopefully we cover it, but, uh, yeah, I think it's a, uh, unbelievable kind of final statement for Stanley Kubrick, uh, in his filmography. And I, I think that every, man and woman should watch this if you're with somebody probably don't watch it especially if it's early in the relationship because it's uh it's like oh would you do that makes a question a little bit here and there it's it's definitely about infidelity and whether you would or like if if you'd have and what you would do um but told in the stanley kubrick way it's i it's fascinating to me i can watch it over and over again the coobs yep coobs did it again Coobs. coobs did it again Cubics Rube. Um, What's your number one, AJ? Last one. Last one. Last one. Make it count. Also a prolific director. I think it was a little earlier, though, in his career. Um, Steve Kuzer. Right up there with Steve Kuzer, Stephen Kubrick. (laughs) Stephen Kubrick. (laughs) Mike Judge did Office Space. Ah, Yes. And that, sirs, yes, is I think one of the greatest movies of 1999. It is the j- driest. <sighs> that was Mike Judge. Like, I forgot. It was Mike Judge. Forgotten. Like it's the it's the driest, like obnoxious comedy that I had ever seen, and have definitely a top five of what I've ever seen. And it still holds up, and it is incredibly rewatchable. But I just think it earns a little bit more of your attention um, than some of the other movies on my list. And so, but Office Space is literally, it just follows around Peter, uh, Ron Livingston's character, Peter. Uh, and he works at in a cubicle at uh, Inatech, and he files these stupid reports and his job is very mundane and he's just bored with it and he basically is just tired of it and he's convinced that his girlfriend is cheating on him and he lives in an apartment with a guy who can hear him every everything he says next door Stu, right is that um, his name 
Lawrence. Lawrence. Lawrence, sorry. Lawrence, just come over. <laughs> Doesn't that chick look like Anne? Sorry. It, it, one of the best, like, <laughs> I know Milton is a fan favorite of this movie, yeah. but that is such an underrated character. Lawrence. That guy, yeah. This movie might be one of the most, like, quoted movies ever it's, without even knowing it's it. incredibly quoted and it, it, like it's so quotable it's so relatable everything's relatable but and the, dude, that's the weird honest thing. my like, parents love this movie so much mm-hmm. and i was like yeah okay but i didn't fully understand it until i became an adult and went right. into corporate america and i was like oh my god this is what that movie was talking about like i couldn't believe it you just fail on up the, <laughs> the, the moment up. I think it becomes way Lumber too fucked <laughs> What? <laughs> like, it becomes almost brutally honest the moment you've spent two years in a job that you don't like, like Ooh. that you honestly don't like, right? And so, it, but it, it it just follows Peter along until he just until uh, after being hypnotized. The, the hypnotist keels over afterwards. <laughs> way and he, down. Way down. Deeper and deeper. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and he does. He fails his way up because uh, these, these consultants come in to help the company, and they fire a bunch of people who are doing honest work. They, hire, they, they uh, promote people who are doing terrible work. Politics. Uh, you know, doing, and it's just, it's phenomenal. It's such, it's such a great introduction, I think, to the 2000s after oh, this. God. About how life became that. I'm sure especially out in, like, Silicon Valley. And yeah. then you, yeah, then you've got, and, like, the Applebee's, the chain restaurants. Oh, the oh pizza yeah. shooters, you stream fajitas. Wow, hey! Where you flare? You guys want to go get a cup of coffee? It's, 10.30 in the morning, Peter. I know. I got to get out of here. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody. That's <laughs> like, a fucking great choice. It's, 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 so Office Space, I think, is honestly, it's a great movie. I know it's not like an award-winning movie, but my God, the honesty behind it and then what came after from this from Mike Judge is, I mean, I, I think it started a lot of great stuff, more great stuff for him. He already did so much awesome shit. But That yeah. kind of uh, almost aggression or just like not caring for your job is as cathartic as like John Wick is for violence. Yeah. Dude. That's what? a great way to describe Dude. it. It's like it's aggressive not caring. Yeah. It's aggressive like mundane life, mm-hmm. you know, and I man, I love it. Yeah. Well, we did it. We named 15 movies from 1999 that are our favorites. And, of course, didn't include the ones we've already talked no. about. All right. We talked about a lot Take of honorable mentions. Yeah. <laughs> and these bonus Monday episodes are only made possible by you guys, Patreon members. I mean, seriously, it's always been our dream to do the four the four full-blown movies a month and then also add a bonus one. So we thank you guys. We don't really read your names anymore. That's kind of a thing we don't really do. So Oh, yeah. But we we fucking love you. <laughs> we love you, all right? <laughs> There's so many of you. You are the best around, and we will continue to love you and put out this content. We can at least bring that Literally sound for back. you. I, yeah, I don't have it. We, well, I mean, one, one of the well, other times you we, know, we we'll can bring, bring it back. back. We'll get it back sometime. And we also like to immortalize people on our episodes. You call our voicemail, 319-804-9596. You leave us some thoughts on the show. Here's today's caller. Yo, what up, guys? This is Drew from uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. How you doing? I just got done listening to uh, Super Mario Brothers episode. Boy, did that movie suck. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No other way to put it, Uh, but I... I didn't know all the backstory of how crappy the production was for that, so that was kind of a nice insight. Man, one of my other favorite podcasts is the one over the Warriors that you guys did. Cool. I felt like we had a nice spiritual bonding moment because you mentioned, like, the retrograde techno band The Midnight. That's actually one of my favorite bands. Nice. So I was just like, man, these guys are my dudes. So one kind of genre of film that I don't think you guys have hit yet is kind of like the heist films, you know, the robberies. Mm. Man, I'd love to see your opinions on or hear your opinions on, um, like, The Sting with Robert Redford and Paul Newman or my personal favorite, Nostalgia nostalgia Meter, super high on this one, Ocean's Eleven. That's, like, my favorite movie ever. So, anyways, hope you guys have a great, fantastic week. Keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, I'll keep listening. Take it easy. Bye. Drew, you got some good taste, my man. Uh, I... I watch Ocean's Eleven probably every summer. I just go through the the gambit Comfort of them. Comfort movie, dude. It is 100%. so good and a masterpiece. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I also listen to In the City 
uh, like five times in a row yesterday <laughs> yeah. because I think about the Warriors from like time to time and I just go, that ending's so good. I've been listening to a lot of Joe Walsh. Yes. Yeah. Huh. I, uh, so we might be, I might be able to post it up in our Patreon now, in our Discord, um, but I did a I did a, a recut of the uh, like kind of the Warriors theme and I put it to in uh, uh, the Midnight's uh, like a Midnight song. Yes. Oh, okay. And so maybe I'll, maybe I can post that. In oh, Discord so you did now. the ending of uh, the Warriors to a Midnight song? Or is- yeah. Oh, like, okay. Like I did like this like super cut of, of like what their what the trailer was at the time. Ah. Oh, and hell so yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put this to some music from the Midnight, and I'll see if I can post it up in, in Discord. Do yeah, that. dude. Absolutely, my guy. Well, we will see you guys coming up soon. I believe May of Bay Engaged, I believe, starts in two days. Come on, oh, you guys. Daddy. That is all Michael Bay, all Nick Cage. All the time. Combined, all the time. So two, two Nick Cage, two Michael Bay, and then the combined. And then the combined movement. You're locked into a 30-day free ride of nonstop <laughs> Bay of Cage. K of Beige. Cage. Cage on Beige. Cage Bay. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, I love you.